Hello moms and dads and a warm welcome to this episode of today's parent. I'm your host Christine Castina. In today's episode we are talking about the joys and challenges of raising a child with autism. We are joined by a beautiful mom, Sylvia Mora, mother of three boys, two of whom have autism. Sylvia, yeah. welcome to today's parent. Thank you. How many people do you meet and you tell them you're a mom, they tell you, no way. Everyone. <laughs> Yeah, everyone like um, they want evidence. They'll be like, How, how old? Then, when you say how old now, you've been making and how old by the way, 13 and a half, nine and a half, and eight. So, you have a teen, yes, a nine year old, yes, and eight year old, yes. Some of us, the, when we had our first boss, we could barely get the time to draw even one eyebrow. So, you're doing very well, <laughs> yes, you. you do us proud. So, back to the topic of today, yes, you have three boys, yes, two of whom are autistic, yes. So your first one is okay, right? 100%, yeah. Mm. yeah. And then you got pregnant with your second, second. one. Second, No, I lost one in between. Mm. Polly. And I got the, the third one. Right. Now who's autistic. And you know, autism comes with comorbid conditions or diseases. Mm -hmm. So he also has a convulsive disorder. Uh, there those who like <laughs> call it ep uh, epilepsy that mm. I have refused. It's the hardest thing for me to ever say, like, my child has, has epilepsy. epilepsy. But yeah, it's a convulsive disorder right. under control. Then before I could say more, because the difference between your second one and your third one is yeah. one year. Oh yeah, really. A few months, one year something. When I was when Andrew was six, that's when I got pregnant with, with your last one. Yeah, six months. Then I got pregnant. So when he was eighteen, uh, yeah, eighteen months is when I was giving birth to my last one. All right. So let's just go back to your second one. Yeah. You discover you're pregnant. Uh -huh. How was your pregnancy? You, uh, an easy one, smooth easy. one? It was very smooth, easy. I used to eat a lot of fries and one liter <laughs> del Monte mango juice, very specific. And it has to be from Sanford and Kota chicken <laughs> alone. <laughs> so pregnancy was wonderful? Yes, well, very wonderful. Then you give yes. birth? Then, I, uh, then now um, I, I am a workaholic. Mm. Uh, which I have no apologies for. I love my work. I'm very active. I wonder why so, you're whispering. Don't worry, you are very many. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are very many. So I was handling a very heavy project at mm -hmm. the time, solely, where I used to work. So when I just signed off, and then I started feeling unwell, then I realized my waters had drained a bit. So I rushed to the hospital. Then that's when we were told, okay, now this is, you, you can't go, let's give it a few days, see mm -hmm. if the water will, re, re, like, there's a certain amount of amniotic fluid you should have, and some of it had drained. So it took me another one week before I could, uh, then they realized it's not replicating, so they right. had to um, induce and also now inject the one for making him be able to breathe on his own, because he was, it was week 35, so it was close but not close enough. Yeah. So, yeah, so we induced him. It wasn't working. Second induction, not working. Third induction was going in reverse. You know, the way it is, uh, it comes, it, then yeah. it gets closer. Mine was so close that it disappeared. Oh. So finally, we just decided, okay, you know what? Let's just go reel you in for CS. Right. And, yeah, I, I, I can't tell what happened in that space because it was full... Uh, I was made, uh, what do they call it? I like fully Yeah, pumped? I was fully induced. Anesthesia, right. Yes. So, and, uh, and they didn't allow my then husband, because now I'm currently divorced, mm -hmm. to actually be in the room. So none of us can actually tell. All he says is they came out with the baby and he was put in an incubator, oxygen and all that. Okay. Um, when but I do you think that was a factor that then yeah. led to him being autistic? 
Yes, oh, most of the time what happens during birth, mm -hmm. during your pregnancy, can contribute, even the first Is five it? years. Yes. So no one actually knows the cause of autism, but there are factors that, that, that people contribute, who, who towards. contribute towards it. Uh, the way we live, our environment, and uh, there is a certain component apparently in the vaccine that people talk about. Is but it? you see, it is genetic also. So there's something that also have, triggers yes. it automatically. So you could be having it in your, gen, in your genes, mm. but it's not triggered. Until. You understand? Yeah. So there are those who've been had triggers when they say, oh, I took this vaccine, then my child turned. So you see, it was in you, but then there is that trigger. Right. So there is a case study that has been done in the U.S. for okay. that. Okay. So it's not fully, you can't say, oh, it's vaccines. You can't say, oh, it's because it was CS. Because there are some people say, oh, because I had CS. That's because, because, yes. This is the but reason why. But you need why. to like, see the entire journey of your pregnancy, mm. what happened at the point of delivery, and the first few. Because there is a parent whose child just fell off a bike. And it was downhill from there. So you don't know what traumatic event in a child's life that could have led actually, to. Okay. Yeah. There are those who can't even trace because it's none of the above. So we say autism is a spectrum, a very wide spectrum. And a very, very, very wide very spectrum. Wide. You can't have two autistic kids that are identical in their signs and symptoms and their behavior. And now that you have two. Yes. They are totally like one end and another end all together. Because <laughs> you find uh, my last bone is more of ADHD. Mm -hmm. So which ADHD can also be a comorbid. Comorbid is a coexisting. See, remember what I said about yeah. the epilepsy. Right. So even that could be a comorbid of of autism. autism. Yeah. So the first time, um, it was hard accepting that the second child is also because I was. Focusing, what did you discover? Your second one has autism. Uh, when I took Andrew, my my the the middle child for assessment, then you see, of course, you can tell there are signs and symptoms that can trigger when a child is not meeting their milestones. Like they're supposed to be crawling, they're supposed to be They've walking, that. they're supposed to be and talking. And of course, all kids are different, yes. but you can always tell. Yeah. And then they're supposed to give you eye contact. You find they're even breastfeeding, the way they, they latch mm. is not the same. So those are some of the things that can indicate. They're not a sure factor, but should just tell you like, I need to pay attention to this child right. a bit more. And children who are born with jaundice, both of them had jaundice. Jaundice is the way you're told, oh, uh, their eyes are yellow, are you yellow, take yes. them out to the sun. So very severe jaundice is an indicator of autism. Also. Who would have thought? Yes. So, and then when you're seeing your child sleeping, you say mtutuangu halali, insomnia is another thing. When you look also at um, the way, the, how active, how much time they stay awake, how much time they sleep, how they cry. There's regular, there's irregular. And then when we're having colic, you know, gastro, gastro issues, mm -hmm. uh, actually our gastrointestines are very connected to management and uh, all the things autism. And we think so, colic is a and normal we, thing. We'll and just we, be told gripe water. Kids with colic, it's normal. Everyone will tell you it's normal. But these are some of the telltale signs. Right. And that's why here in Africa we miss uh, early intervention and early diagnosis because even our own nurses, we're, we're done an awareness in 16 counties. Uh, only about 10, 30, 10 to 30% of the nurses knew about signs and symptoms of autism because you'll be told every child is different. That's a small different. percentage. And they're they the ones knew, in the profession. And they're the ones who are right. first. When I'm taking my child for... Uh, that's the first contact. Yes, that's the first contact. A triage. They're the first mm. contact. So if they're not the ones to tell you... To pick oh, it, you know, there's something delayed, off. Something yes. is off. So we really, really need to look into all these small, small okay. things and educate uh, parents and new parents. I hear you. So yeah. second one, you discovered by at least year one, year two. Yeah, early enough because now I have this one. When you have one, every other child you get will always be a 
not let's say not at risk but should be looked at closely mm. so they had already raised like oh we need to observe and i was like no please eh? let's start to chase the jokes because eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard i was already a single parent at this time because uh we separated when i was my son was three weeks old when my marriage like uh, couldn't crumble. Yeah, it mm. didn't crumble. Mm. Just these things end. You just, it have just to embrace it and move on. You <laughs> it know? ended. It can't work. It can't work. Move on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at that point, I'm trying to deal with this new deck. That's a lot to deal with. Yes, it was. It was a handful, but mundo strong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just you know in life. You get to points where only you can get you out of it. You have a choice. You stay there, you move forward, or you you just stay there, get depressed. Yeah. It's good to go through the depression. Not that I didn't. I'm human. I went through it, but I had to pick myself up. I had three kids. One is three weeks old. You're homeless somewhere, trying to get your life together. I have no job. I'm just trying to put my hand in business. There is no other way than up, man. Yep. There's <laughs> There's only, no the, the only way is up. Yeah, so I didn't want to hear that story of Ati, your child is autistic. So it took a while. I actually accepted it in all sincerity last year, beginning of last year. Because I tried so hard to fit him into a normal setup. Are we talking about your second one last or your third one? one? The third one I've accepted. Because you know the, how the third one... The, how, uh, the second born came about, first we saw the comorbid condition. This is the convulsion. He started getting them at three months old. So he wow. was already, yes. So he, he's been on medication since he's been three months because we control it. Every time a child gets convulsions, his brain cells die. Mm -hmm. So the very first time we had it, he had started crawling. He had tried to say, ma, zero. He regressed. He regressed a major one. So now, and the, so now you, are, you embrace that. Then now the milestones are not coming, so you're trying to do all mm. you can. So when Bradley was born... Bradley's uh, your last one? Yeah, the last one. So let's say A and B, because it's Andrew <laughs> and Bradley, right? <laughs> so when baby A was... Now when baby B was born, we, were already, we had already done tests and ascertained there was... Uh, like what the doctors say, they found that um, he had a sclerosis in his head. Right. Then there was some liquid that was not fully... Uh, there. So thank God, like one year, one year later, it was improving. And after a while, the sclerosis is no longer there. But you see, the, the convulsions still come. So he has to take medicine every day. You have to adjust the medication according to the weight and environment. It's like I that change sounds... a nanny. I change a nanny, he gets convulsions. I change a school, he gets, as in every day, a, you, new, challenge. a new challenge. Sylvia, comes. Yes. speaking of which. Yes. Everything that you've gone through, yes. raising two kids plus one, yeah. but two of which have autism. Yes. What kind of challenges you as a mom did you face? Um, apart from the expenses. Yes. Of and of course the depression the, you mentioned yes, as well. There's the depression. There's no one understands you. There's when you go out in public, everyone is giving you that eye of get a grip of your children. While it's People not, don't understand people because don't you can't understand see autism it. Yeah, on the autism face. Autism is not, it doesn't have a brand, it doesn't have a look. Mm -hmm. And you know, because people just think you have spoiled brats. But you see, the other thing is our environment is not conducive for them. So autism reacts in, if you put me in this water, how will I react to it? So we are the ones to embrace them, yeah. not for them to adjust to us. So how do you deal, especially when you go in public and, and your, children are, your children are themselves uh -huh. and the world around cannot understand? But how I, do you deal? I've learned to block all of y'all. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's my world. Like, Whatever you want to think. Stare if you want. Yes. 
Like, and, and there are people who, like, uh, with the awareness we've raised, you find, like, I'll give you an example. Of, on su Sunday, we went for an event. Uh, of course, in my position, so I'd invited to, I've been invited to make an appearance. You get there, then they start, they start whispering. Because first, I've already had a talk with them. We're going here. I need you to be like, because they hear. Most people assume autistic people just because they can't talk. Yeah. They hear and so they So A and B, start. you whispered in their yes, ears. Yes, just like, please, guys, I need to leave. <laughs> like, today, uh, today, just, just today. Me. Just give me an hour. I will be out. Hey, Andrew was fine for a while because he can be calm. But when he's done, he's done. So him, he's already started <laughs> pulling. I want to start. Bradley wants to take photos. And then, you know, they're moving the chairs. So everyone is looking at you and like, you're like, get a grip. You know, and you I'm just understand. looking like, I have no idea what is going like, who's on. Like, who's to But then I'm like, shh. So they know when you say, shh, like, they need to calm down. But it gets to a point, they can't just keep calm. Mm. It's, that's them. And then, uh, like, Andrew is claustrophobic. There's all these people. I've changed so the environment. So he wants a lot of space. And routine. We're supposed to be in church. This is not church, oh. So for him, he gave you the best he could. So of course he was like, "Mom, we go." Picks my bags and tells me, "We need to we leave." Go. Yeah, out we go. And I'm like, and maybe you've just come in, you know? Just, no, it's been ten minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> you've just been called to go to the podium, and you're like, "Just give me two minutes." You know, it now becomes a begging, Your like, "Let's give want me." To anyway, go. story of our life. So I had to go outside. Then someone comes out and like, "Your child is autistic, right? Don't worry, it's going to be fine." Mm -hmm. We need more. That's but, like wonderful. understand. Don't come judging me like you know. You need to get your kids together. Let them stop pulling chairs. Like just leave one second in my shoe, you know. But not everyone understands. We excuse no. you, but make an effort. No, like just make an effort. Speaking about A and B, yeah. How uh -huh. do they cope in school? School, like I said, routine is bliss for them. And then they're in a special school. Right. One of the other challenges is finding the right school, finding medical care. Hmm. So long as, like, you've taken care of now the other comorbid diseases uh, so that you find, like, his epilepsy, okay, yeah. convulsive disorder. Not is epilepsy? Under, <laughs> yes. His convulsive disorder is under control. Yeah. So that means he can now settle more. So he can pay attention in class. But before we could get here, we had seen enough nannies, enough, <laughs> enough schools where you there's a school even where we went and we were like, yeah, we can take him. Yeah, fine. He's enrolled. Two weeks later, you get a phone call. No, yeah, you get a phone call. We need another nanny for him in school. I'm like, you guys, I don't grow money. Like, I don't go pluck it. You know? While you're still growing money and thinking how you're going to pluck it, <laughs> let's take a short break and then we continue when we come back. All right. Welcome back to today's episode of Today's Parent, where we are hosting Sylvia Mora. We are talking about the joys and challenges of having a child with autism. We haven't even reached the joys yet, but I know <laughs> you are going to share. We have Ali. Yes. Ali has sent us a question on our 22999 number, mm -hmm. and he's just asking, yeah. how was it employing house girls? Mm. Was it easy? Was it hard? Is there something that stands out when it comes to just getting helps and getting help? <laughs> Okay, let me laugh first. Because first, I can't tell you how many, because I lost count at some point. Because when you go looking for nanny, there is the referrals you get, then there's the bureau. So mm -hmm. through hell and high waters. So let me give you an example. This time, I, when I tried a bureau, and I'm like, I need one who's like this, like this. Understand my kids, our medication, it's key. We have to have medicine. I'm always oriented. I'm always open. Right. And I tell you, they can't talk. They understand only English and blah, blah. You need to learn their language because they have their own mm, way of, of communicating. communicating. So like, of course, I say yes, yes, yes. So there is this one, first of all, who got there. Then at the end of day one, 
she comes and tells me, you didn't tell me your kids are like this. What do you mean like this? So I'm like, wait, what do you mean like this? Like you're branding my kids. Let's never brand children because even you, you give birth, yeah? So don't say like this, like how I already oriented you. I told you they are yeah, special. special. They have children. all these things. So that was out nature, but we don't discuss, eh? Then this other one comes, she says the way she's good, she's perfect, she's trained, and she's she loves been, children. you know, she loves kids, she has huddled, she's actually had special children, I'm like, fine, God sent, watch as she figures, I tell you, my, my kids, you know, uh, because of the medication they take, their appetite, their appetite can be either very high or, or low. very low. So my kid was healthy, like uh, proper healthy. They start losing weight. Later, I realized I became the shopping center. Wow. Yes. In what way? You don't take advantage of my kids because they can't talk, they can't report for you to do some things. Because most of the, so autistic kids, most of the times, are nonverbal. They can't, they hear, they can say the one, two words, and some can't talk at all. And nannies take advantage of that to mistreat them. Yeah. We've had rape cases because of that. So, but That's I could terrible. see. So she used to, and when I come home, my kids are eating my food. That never used to happen. I'm like, Connie, these kids haven't eaten. So that Let, told you something. Yeah, so that told me something is wrong. Sylvia, yes. as vibrant as you are, yes. I wonder if you ever have a sad day. I do. Which brings me to the point. <laughs> what's the most precious, like a happy moment, or happy moments you can think of with um, Andrew and Bradley, like the joys of raising a child with autism? What comes to mind? First thing is when I'm low. I could sit next to you as my friend, you wouldn't know. My son will know even from one phone call that makes me unhappy. Wow. And because you see, they, as much as they don't have all these other things, there's always that special gift that they have. Mine is just love, like, and in the purest of form. I can be mad and scream, and I say sorry, and that story ends there. And next is like, I love you. And wow. they're the one who will come and say, Mommy, are you okay? Like, are you fine? Do you need... And I have gentlemen. I tell you, I get my doors open. Three my gentlemen. Bags, yes, like I have side <laughs> to side and at the back. So, like, you the amount... Ghost, yes. <laughs> the amount of love I get from my kids can't compare. That's, That's why wonderful. there are people who ask me, oh, you're all fine, you don't have a man. man. The men I have eh, handle all that, you know? <laughs> like, I get love in overdose, right? Wow. That's so they love, like, genuinely, wholeheartedly. And then when they listen to music, and they, they get excited. Wow. And, and I just, like, my, my worries just melt. Like, they start jumping, dancing, <laughs> they pull me, force me to dance with them. And when they get into water bodies, we went out, like, on vacation with their guardian and the kids. So we just got to the place of course uh baby d that's the first one daniel this is i want to go check out mm -hmm. uh pool tables and stuff i'm like okay go with a because he also likes to go around right. and stuff so d of course is a in a different level of course he forgets so we're still settling brad was very small so he's there i'm settling him in then i turn and i see <gasps> daniel went and was seen water he was just dashing to that straight pool. to the water have you ever done thank you in me i was like no i can't move i can't no. like do i leave this one do i go there wow. so the guardian just dashed have you ever seen everyone in their seat just jumping we caught him mid-air like he was jumping into the pool that's how Delicate and he's thinking to himself, Oh, man, like, hey, <laughs> you know, as you're like, No, <laughs> so what that tells you two things they're not afraid, fear is not something they have in their DNA, mm. so they don't like even Bradley will see a car to him. Mommy's car is not harmful, he's been hit by a car, he's fallen from oh, first so floor, sorry. he's like 
there's something like you have to be extra cautious. Uh, he's not, so that sense of danger, that they, sense don't of danger of they don't have much of it. Not all of them, but mm, yeah, some, some of them. them. Like um, water now, after that is when now, when they have that very intense shaking moment is when they realize, okay, there's this thing I need to keep off. Right. So like that on him, he was in heaven as we're like just seeing <laughs> drowning danger and yeah. whatnot. So these yeah. days he knows he has to go with someone when there's water and he'll tell you, I want to swim. Okay. Because at least they've learned one, 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 one. So they just don't bolt. Okay. Then there's something called escapism. I'm sure you've been seeing a lot of lost children who are autistic. Hmm. So anywhere we go, actually I had a tag thing. Like it's a bug, but it's a tag. You know, there you have a dog yes. when you're walking a dog. Trust like you a me. childish. For us, us have, yes, for us that's very convenient. Because like for me having two, I could focus on Andrew. I turn Bradley's gone. Yeah. Brad is the one who's hyper. So you will turn like him. He gets this. He gets distracted. He's gone. Yeah. Then uh, being in crowds is not, it's not their thing. Because um, there is this thing about the way we can focus. We have the ability to block out everything. For them, their senses, all their senses are active at the same time. Everywhere. Their vision is 360. They can hear everything. Everything. So if you put them out on the road, oh, that's when you see meltdown. Like ah, they so start they're crying. They're, they're, yeah, they're they, they have like too much. It's just too much. <clears throat> it's called a sensory overload. Right. So that's why you see they'll cry, they'll act out, they'll rock. They'll, they try to calm themselves down in very many ways. So when you're out in public and you see that, just understand, mm. you know, when I went to get their passports. I can imagine. Hey, in a very public place. I nearly got arrested. Because? <laughs> First of all, I don't look like a mother. Then you're here with kids who have thrown a tantrum, two of them, because it's overcrowded. And you have to, you of course, then, you have to Then these the are kids. the challenges that we go through. Like, if I say my kids are special, I need fast track. People will look at them like, because please, they look, eh? okay. don't, yeah, they look fine. Stop so stop playing, playing us, with you know? us, you know, until they have a meltdown, which is already too late because I've tried to contain them as much as possible. I tell you, it took us an hour to take a photo. Wow. An hour. Because he's already gone through the meltdown, he can't come down, he's started removing his clothes, it's hot. And then you know the other thing, like Andrew cannot tell you what, he doesn't know how to <clears> communicate <throat> some feelings. He knows, like, I pinched you. Yeah. Because he saw it, he can right. read it. I got pinched. And then I got scratched, I felt it, I saw, I can see an indicator. The internal pains. He doesn't know how to communicate. I have a headache. and He doesn't know how to say Uchung. We're trying. At least Bradley has. And he's, <coughs> he's able to articulate. Like, the, he, came up, he came up with a word like, my tummy aches. My so st that's, <laughs> that's my, my stomach and tummy. So we confuse mm. them. Because at home we'll tell him stomach. Maybe someone else will tell him tummy. So, so my stomach. <laughs> but so but he at least he's communicating. Yeah, at least he's communicating. So for Andrew, like, just in December... He had a flu. That's what we can see with our eyes. But actually, he was developing pneumonia. Wow. So we are treating this, uh, the a ENT. Throat and, you know, Very heavy. We are in and out of hospital, crazy fevers. Remember, we are trying, he's getting convulsions because of fevers also. Then we get there. By the time we find out that it's pneumonia, one, his entire lung had already gone because he was now in constantly having convulsions around. The, we've maxed everything we can do. I'm so sorry. So those are some of the very, very heavy challenges, especially when they can't speak, they can't communicate some of the things that they go through. Us as caregivers, we suffer. We are, we are pleading with government to, like, we have parents who, whose kids can't uh, take themselves to the toilet. They're not potty trained until, mm -hmm. like, 10 years, 7 years. Wow, so they have so to we be have on to use diapers, diapers for so long. We, all we ask is, like, let, give us access. At least give us vouchers or something. You can analyze. Our doctors can tell you. You can't see. When we give ARVs for free, my child is on medication every day, 500 bob. 
That's I'm, not I'm cheap. I'm a single parent. That's not cheap. Right? I still have to raise them. I still have to raise the older one. I still have to take them to a special school. Bare minimum you will ever get is like 50 grand if you want per term. That you have not done therapy. We do therapy, uh, occupational therapy for fine motor skills. We do speech therapy. And warrant to you if you still have other, like physio and busy. other things. You understand? Yeah, very busy. So look at all these costs to one parent. And remember, 80% of the times, not very many men will sit by our sides through all this because it becomes your problem. Nimtotowako, remember? <laughs> African style. Sylvia, yes. speaking of which, mm -hmm. out of all this, mm -hmm. something passionate was born out of your situation. Yes. Tell us before we lose, uh, you know, you just lose out of, uh, we run out of time, yes. about Andy Speaks. Yes. Which has just hit me today that Andy Speaks is from Andrew. Andrew's name. Yes. Yeah? So for a parent who's watching, possibly they would want to plug into Andy Speak, mm -hmm. if you can tell us more about it mm -hmm. and how they can plug in. So... Uh, one thing I always say, if you go through a journey, make it easier for the next person. There mm. is one parent who maybe will have a special child who's not born yet. Make their way easier. God gives you a burden for a reason. So I learned how to turn my pain into um, something that's yeah. manageable yeah. and a, a better uh, situation for everyone else. Mm -hmm. I went through the journey. You don't have to go through the same no. pain. So that's what, uh, and I think of what Andrew went through and how many other children, Mashinani, everywhere across the world who are can going through the same. They can't speak, they can't walk. At least someone who's, whose legs are not there can tell you, I need wheelchairs or do this. For our children, the things we go through as caregivers, as, as the kids and the themselves. And the children themselves. Because they have a lot of self-esteem issues from, sti for, from the stigma they go through in school and everything else so we decided to be the voice of these children the voice of the caregivers and I formed my uh, non-for-profit organization called right. Andy Speaks for Special Needs Persons because even right now we attend meetings for disability <clears throat> and even in that space for disabilities our children and disabilities neurodevelopmental disabilities are not being recognized so we want to amplify that voice we want policies to be changed we want us, us to be in in that cash pack that is being given by the national council in that tax rebate in that yeah. employment of five percent our kids are not useless they can do something they're the best people you tell them this glass is made like this they will not move from that they're that articulate. Just give them routine. They will stick to it. Exactly. But we focus so much on what they cannot do that we forget their ability, do. right? So I want us to be the voice. And I say, let's embrace difference. Let's embrace them. Bring them out. Let all the parents who have their children, let's come out and say, this is, this is the numbers. The numbers are many. That's In children, 1 to 20, uh, globally we have 1 to 59 persons. We have people being diagnosed now. With autism yeah, right as now. As 30, as 40, and stuff like that. So it is something that's there and it is big so let us just embrace them don't be judgmental just try and understand and if you can see and that parent is not aware be the voice mm. that is now the campaign we're having we're going to be having a ride for autism april is autism awareness month mm -hmm. and we want everyone who gets to hear about autism be the voice be the eye on the ground be the person who tags that other parent and let them know you should have your child checked because well there is a b c d well put. yeah we have all the info we've tried to make the journey of caregivers by training on um occupational therapy they're those who can't afford so you go on to our YouTube channel and see the interviews we've had with specialists. If you're doubting, you can watch that on yeah. Andy Speaks on YouTube and see where your child falls. Learn how to do OT for yourself. Maybe you can take them for one session, try and do it at home. Okay. So for anything we can make easier for another parent, we're here for you. Well done. Yes. And you're so brave. You're so happy to have had you today. <laughs> Thank and you. for a parent who's watching with a child with autism, oh, yes. you have been an inspiration. I, I, Thank you I so much. Yes. One final thing. If yes. they want to connect with Andy Speaks, how do they do that? 
Um, we have our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. We have our website. So Facebook Andy Speaks? Andy Speaks, yes, for special needs persons, SNP. Mm -hmm. If you go to our website, it's the same, www.andyspeaksforspecialneedspersons.org. Right. Uh, if you do support at, that is going to get to us directly. Uh, social media, we have Twitter, that is Andy Speaks 4. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, Andy Speaks. So we are everywhere and ready to serve. We pick our phone calls, we respond. <laughs> I respond to everyone, even if you go to my own handles and tell me, Trust you me, yeah, we have it. And for that parent who has a special needs child and you feel lost, we've come up with a portal, an info hub called Special Needs Info Hub. If you want to know <clears throat> how to get to the council, which body to help you, how to get to schools, how to get to which therapist, Wonderful. we are trying to make an info portal so that we can reach all those people well done. who cannot get the information. Thank you very much, right. Sylvia. Thank you. And on that note, for you watching at home, I hope you've been inspired. If you know any child, any parent who has an autistic child and wants to plug in, please tell them about Andy Speaks. Tell them about the awesome Sylvia Mora. <laughs> this has been awesome. I hope you've learned something. My name is Christine Casina, and this has been Today's Parent. And if you're looking for kids' furniture, make sure you come over to Little Cribs, the home of fun, exciting, durable, and affordable kids' furniture. Don't walk the parenting journey alone. Make sure you have information that is going to help you. And we have it over at supermamas, www.supermamas.co.ke. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time.